Jesus nah. Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Vin4G Radio, episode 609 for July 6th, 2020. The, the awful year that is 2020 is over halfway over. I saw a tweet the other day that made me cringe. It said, what if the first half of 2020 was the easy half? Ugh. <laughs> I just said, fuck you. I think I hit yeah. unfollow on that person. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Man. Anyway, um, on the show this week we have Anthony. Yeah. And we have a wombat too. Electric Boogaloo. It, so, man, there was an uproar about that screenshot last week. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. That we could tweet it. That we could tweet the title screen and say, "Hey, we're playing Ghost of Tsushima," and like there was an article be like, "I don't find it." Very good. And then you post a screenshot to, to the humble brag that you're playing the game. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I don't like, think people realize that was like the that was all we were allowed to do. <laughs> That's do it till embargo. <laughs> yeah, the 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 embargo specifically said you're allowed to post a screenshot of the title screen, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. You're allowed I'm to not... confirm that you have it, and when the review will go up and post a screenshot of the title screen, and that's it. I I thought you were going to talk about how the Japanese title screen is clearly like translated by someone who does not know Japanese. <laughs> uh, I have not seen the Japanese title screen. I haven't either. So it, it uses... It uses language that is like clearly a not a native Japanese speaker would use, like to describe like continue and stuff. Like it's it's looks like it's been translated via Google. Oh lord! Yeah. And like people are like, it's kind of weird that a flagship title set in Japan wouldn't be properly translated. Huh? Yeah. Well, I can't comment on any of that. So right. That's the one. That's the beauty of embargoes. Uh, it's crazy to think that that game is still thirteen days it, out. It wouldn't. 12? It wouldn't affect you anyways because you're playing in English. So, well, you don't know that. I didn't say anything. You don't know Japanese, so I know subtitles. <laughs> you would have Japanese subtitles over English dialogue then if you're playing in Japanese. Oh no, but anyway, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Let's talk video games that we're allowed to talk about. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Anthony, you wanna you wanna go? I know you gotta. Uh, I, I sure. sent you too many video games this week. Yeah, I have a lot, and I, I of course this week I took some time off, hope, hoping to get that done. But I was doing art because that's another thing I do. So um, for someone, so fun times there. Um, I did play a couple games though. Um, some of them for review, some of them just because I needed a uh, 
get away from everything. Um, I tried a game called Shipwreck. It's kind of Zelda-like. It's old. It's on PC. It's all right. It sounds familiar. I I, don't I think it might why. be on everything now, but like it's it's an okay Zelda clone. It's not. It, I would argue that. Um, oh God, what is it called? Um, Anodyne was a better Zelda clone, but uh, oh, yeah. the shipwreck's okay. Um, I played a point-and-click adventure called Charnel. I think it's Charnel House Trilogy, um, featuring the voice acting of Jim Sterling, and it stood out like uh, you know. What, but the worst part is, is like it's clear that he had the professional equipment, as did the actress that was playing the main character. But other people didn't have the same microphone. <laughs> They're clearly not recorded in the same place. It wasn't terrible, but it was enough where I was like, I can tell you this was recorded in a different area. <laughs> it's um, not, um, what was that third person shooter? Swallow Scorpions. Like the oh, different... <laughs> fucking. Not, not, not that bad. No. It, it, no, nothing's that bad. Um, no, the only issue I had with it is that it ends and like the dev was originally planning on making a sequel that was going to pick up right after that ends because this was kind of just the intro to it but that game doesn't exist so it just kind of ends it was weird i don't think it was great and it's fine and whatever um i started cognition and erica reed thriller that's pretty cool um it's a point and click adventure but it's clearly taken some uh, I mean, that's an older game too. All these are older games so far. Um, and it took some notes from how uh, Telltale kind of did stuff, but it's 3D, but it looks like it's 2D at times. And it was actually a pretty good game. I'm still in the midst of playing it. So, but uh, the first chapter was really well done. Um, speaking of old stuff, but this one's actually technically new. I played Ultra Core. Which is really good till you get to the second level. And I sent Ken a video because I figured there had to be some something I was missing. And after watching gameplay from other people, apparently not. And there's this just one segment where you jump on platforms and you have to ascend through this shaft, like elevator shaft that doesn't have an elevator in it. And um, when you jump on the platforms, when you land, they sink down a bit and then pop back up. And so you have to jump onto the other platform, which is out of reach. So you'd assume that you jump at the height of the platform coming back up, but it just seems like it's random luck to get onto the next platform. And then you have to do it again. And I usually fall down and then there, you just instantly die and lose a life. Um, it was originally made for Sega Genesis, but was never released. It's made by dice, the battlefield people. Um, it's disappointing because I was really enjoying that game. And then I got to that point. Assumed I just was stupid, but apparently I am not. Like, that is just kind of how the game is. So, uh, it's not great. Like, that, I hate saying that, because otherwise this game is really cool, but then you get to a segment where it just, it kills you. Like, it just, all my lives, I had to keep continuing. You only have so many continues as well. It just sucks. Like, that, that sucks that the game is kind of, like, ruined that way. Um, and I know there's going to be somebody who's like, oh, no, it's really easy. Like, uh, I'm not bad at platformers. I'm just not. Like, we can say I'm bad at a lot of things, like being a podcast host, but not <laughs> <laughs> not that. Like, I, I'm, 
I'm very good at that. And like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing and it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense that I can sometimes get that first try and then not be able to land that again for another 16 attempts. Like it just doesn't make sense. And again, having to do it twice in a row is some horse shit. Um, the other game, because I have a couple that I have for review, but the, um, the other game I turned on was Iron Man VR. And um, I'm in the tutorial still because, like, I want to get better at flying. Like, I have to do a time trial at one point, and I want to be really good at flying because that's what the game's going to require, so I can't be kind of shitty at it. Um, it's probably the most tiring VR game that I've played because I'm constantly keeping my arms outstretched and, like, trying to fly around, and I wasn't expecting that much activity involved with it. But it's really well done. I, I have two sort of gripes. I, I One, I think you feel better moving forward than... Because, uh, right, and you were saying, like, um, falling didn't feel right. Right. You played the demo. Yeah, so you don't do that in the the beginning of the game you yeah, start not off the prologue right yeah so like it feels good to move forward but yeah i can't imagine flying downward or or, or viewing like looking downward too much yeah um, i think it's just i think it's it's mostly because the your your body knows that you're standing up so yeah. it doesn't feel like falling forward when you're standing up yeah so i i like the shooting in it though the punching feels good like it it's it's a really good feeling VR game. I had to switch from the move gradually, like like kind of like how the VR version of Resident Evil does, where it kind of rotates your viewpoint uh, in increments. Uh, you can set it so you just hold the button down, and it'll keep turning as long as you hold the button down. And that seems to work. Um, regardless, it's a little bit jarring anyway. But um, yeah, I really, uh, I really like that uh, so far. I, I, the other issue I have is that so pepper is clearly just more of their like a new take on pepper but they're trying to whoever's voicing iron man and I, at one point i thought it might be justin long so give me a second here i want to see who's actually voicing him they're trying to sound like um uh robert downey jr but they don't sound like robert downey jr enough and i just don't need that like um, how do I put it? Uh, the Spider-Man game is great because it doesn't feel like anybody's Spider-Man. It's just, you know, a new version of Spider-Man, and it works. Yeah, it's not an impersonation. Yeah, apparently he's voiced by a guy named Josh Keaton. Um, hmm. I'm not familiar with his stuff. He's not a bad voice actor, but I wish he was just playing his version of Iron Man slash Tony Stark rather than. It's jarring because it's like I know I know this isn't Robert Downey Jr. and I can tell that it's not. But Jennifer Hale is apparently Pepper Potts, so that's neat. Um, she's a good voice actress. Like her in my ear was like I was enjoying the back and forth dialogue. But again, all I could think of is this is not Robert Downey Jr. Just be be your own one. Like you know, again, I, I think. Um, uh, 
Yuri Lowenthal as um, Spider-Man is one of the best Spider-Man because he he was just playing his version of Spider-Man. It, it's 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 not Spider-Man quality, but it's also a VR title, so you know it's restricted by that. But it's neat so far. I uh, can't wait to play more of it. That's it for me. All right. Wombat, do you have anything that you can talk about? I have not played anything that I can talk about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have, it's it's uh, it's a uh, it's you know it's unfortunate that I have spent more time playing games this week than I have in a long time, and I have not played anything I can talk about. Yeah, I've I've played a lot of that game too, and I can't talk, but I did play other stuff. So, um. Okay. Well, I will. I guess we're allowed to say now that I've played Ghost of Tsushima, but I can't talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought we said that at the top, or maybe we that was before we were recording. But yeah, we uh, we have that game. We'll talk about it on the fourteenth. Well, it'll be the we'll have it'll a review of the twentieth. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The we'll 20th have a review of the podcast. Yep. So that's cool. Um, look forward to that. I know there's a lot of people playing that game. Uh, so I got a couple things I can talk about. I, I, so I don't think it's Google, but whoever Google's PR people are sent me a Stadia. And I guess that, what that entails is they sent me a a controller, Stadia controller, and they sent me a Google Chromecast, which I cannot recommend highly enough against. (laughs) Google Chromecast. If you're looking for a streaming device, that thing is bad. I, I don't, I don't like how that thing works. Like I was trying to figure out how to, like, just stream something to the TV, and it's like you got to download Google Home on your phone. Like it doesn't have a remote. Like that thing is just a mess. I don't, I don't like it. Um, but it does allow you to stream Google Stadia to your TV, which I think currently is the only way you can do it. Um, because again, Stadia just kind of feels like. It's all over the place anyway. Um, the controller itself is is fine. It's it's a step between uh, an official Xbox or PS4 controller and one of those third party controllers. Like it's better than one of those, but it's not quite on the level of of the big boy controllers. Um, I don't have Pro yet. They're supposed to flag my account to give me Pro, and the difference with Pro is that you can stream up to 4K which gives a big warning in the settings menu. It's like this could stream up to like something like 20 gigabytes of data an hour. <laughs> I was just like, Ooh, I'm glad I don't have a bandwidth cap. Cause Holy shit. Um, but I did get the chance to try out two games. Granted, I only got to try them out in 1080p. Um, one of them is called wave break, which I believe is a new game that just it's it's actually only on Stadia I think right now. Um and this is essentially a Tony Hawk style game except in, instead of being on a skateboard with a with a skateboarder you are in a boat with an animal who has a gun. So like there's an otter there's like a fucking bear or some shit. Um and the single player game is here's a level, here are ten objectives, here's two minutes on the clock, go do these objectives. Like it's Tony Hawk. Collect the letters of this word. Do um 
this many points and combos, uh, grind this rail in this area of the level, uh, collect five bananas. It's, it's Tony Hawk. I mean, even the controls are the same. You, know, you press the A button to jump. You press the Y button to grind. Um, it's fine. Uh, the performance on a Wi-Fi connected to the TV is not great. Like, the lag is not what kills it. It's the, the artifacting of losing the resolution and the, um, like, every now and then it'll kind of stutter. Uh, I did try it on the PC wired, and that is a little better. It still has the artifacting, so I don't know. It, it, it seems up and down. I, I want to play... I really want to play something familiar because the other game I played is called Krata, and Krata is essentially like a little big planet for multiplayer games. So it's just a big collection of things people have created, um, and you can go in and play them with other people. The problem I ran into with that is there was like 15 recommended rooms, and every one of them had less than two people in it. So there was not a lot to play that I could play. So, uh, and I did notice, so one of them was like a third person shooter. The, the, the concept is actually pretty cool. It was, uh, there's a big brick wall coming at everybody on the playing field and you can shoot a hole through it to go through it, but you're also supposed to kill other people and there's jump pads. Like it's a neat concept, but like the shooting felt off. Like when I was trying to shoot somebody, I feel like I'd have my, my crosshair trained on them and I would just shoot wide left or wide right. Like it, it did, it felt like there was a huge millisecond lag and that was even on a PC with a wired connection. So it makes me curious about other first person shooters or shooters in general on the service. I would, I would really like to play something that I'm familiar with to kind of have a base of comparison between like a native game playing experience and, and a streaming service because the, the technology seems to work, but at the same time, I feel like my experience with Stadia so far has not been better or worse than like PlayStation Now. And truthfully, if that's the argument for either of these cases, I don't feel comfortable being like, yeah, I could play video games like this. Because there, there just seemed to be too many interruptions and different things I was doing. So, um, so there's that. I played a little bit of that. Um, did play some more of the messenger that game continues to just be as incredible as it was the first time I played through it I made it to the part uh so now I'm in the other realm which that's still one of my favorite parts in that game is when it switches from one to the next and you time travel like that's still one of my favorite parts if for nothing else than the music and the way your character looks when it swaps over um think about this i did so it was a short it was a light week on the id at xbox although i did get all four of the games that came out and i played all four of them uh the first one is yet another chemco rpg maker rpg so it, oh, this good. one's this one's called alphadia genesis and i Name. booted it it's <laughs> i booted it up and it actually has um Japanese voice acting. Um, it, it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> it's, it's, I want to. Not... 
I do want to clarify something. Like when we say RPG Maker games, we're not shitting on RPG Maker games. There's some really good RPG Maker games out there. Sure, sure, sure. Generally, the ones Kemco is grabbing, generally, very generally, are just not like the ones that you would have that conversation of. Is like this is the stuff you can make with RPG Maker. It's like, oh, this stuff uses a lot of the generic parts of RPG Maker. Yeah. They've changed the characters, but the art is still, like, you can make a game that looks like this, which is not, like, a lot of the stuff the RPG Maker has is, like, very much placeholder. Like, you should make your own stuff if possible. Yeah. You know what what the craziest part about these RPG Maker RPGs on, that Kimco is popping out is? That they go to everything? Well, not just that. So... There is a shitload of DLC for them, and it's all for XP boosters and and things like that. So, like, it's like a $15 game, and there's, like, $200 worth of DLC for it. It's hilarious for me. Like, everyone that drops has a ton of DLC for it. So, yeah, there's another one of those. Um... Another game that launched this week on ID at Xbox, it's been out for a while. My son actually bought it on the Switch because he likes to break things. Uh, it's called Demolish and Build. And this game is basically you as a construction worker getting hired for contracts, going around breaking stuff and building stuff. And that's what it is. It's like a first-person game. You literally walk around with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Eventually you build an office. You... uh. You get some contracts. You can drive around a truck. It's a weird game. I don't know. Even my son, who likes to break things, fell off of it after about 10 minutes. So there is that. Uh, The next game I played, a lot of people seem to be really enjoying. I thought it was not very good, is the Otterman Empire. And it's a clever name. I think we mentioned that when we did the new releases. But it's a bunch of otters in a third-person shooter that is co-op, you can play up to four people. Um, my biggest issue is the way the game plays, so the shooting feels okay, but you have to manage this, like, um, your jetpack, and in order to fill the jetpack, you got to Mario Sunshine it and float down into the water and fill it full of water so you can use it again. Uh, another issue that I have with it is, like, when you get shot, it doesn't really do a good job of like warning you how much danger you're in. So a lot of times I died when I didn't even realize I was low on health. Um, the camera is way too close to the character, so the shooting and, and maneuvering around the levels is troublesome. The enemies respawn, so like even if you take out an enemy turret or something like that, that it could be shooting you again within seconds, which is kind of annoying. Um, the level structure feels... It's open, but it feels confined. It's it's a weird combination. Um, so yeah, I just I got frustrated playing the game very quickly and very early, and I was like, yeah, this is just it's not it's not not for me. Not great. Uh, and then the last game is called Clash Force. It's another one of those uh, rattle. How do you say it? Rattleika, Rattleika, the uh... dog. They're they're a huge indie publisher. They got like two or three new games a week. Um, but basically, this is a side-scrolling uh, action game, kind of like a Contra. Uh, you move left to right, 
you can pick up power-ups by shooting floating things, so you can get spread shot, you know, things like that. Uh, if you get hit, you lose your special gun. You got three hits per level. Uh, this game takes all of about 35 to 40 minutes to finish. I finished it in one sitting. Um, it's not hard. It's interesting. It's neat. It's like $4 or something like that. So it's, uh, and... it's Radalika. You are correct. Yes. I'm looking through their games because I'm like, I've never heard of this publisher. Yeah, they've got I like own... two or three new games a week. I own a lot of crap. Yeah. I own nothing of shit, from, I own none of their stuff. Yeah. I have never heard of these people before in my life. And they've published so many games. Yeah, I think it's like they're 45 or something like that. They haven't been around that long. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a video that says top 10 PS Vita games from Radalika Games. Yeah. What? That's how many games they make. Holy shit. So I played through this entire game. Uh, the one thing I will say for it is it, it feels good. The shooting feels good. The jumping feels good. Um, supposedly in the description it says it's like based on your favorite Saturday morning cartoons, I, I guess. Like you can pick between three characters. They're all anthropomorphic. How do you say that word? Anthropomorphic? Whatever. Anthropomorphic. There you go. I can't say that word. That's like my bad word that I can't say. Um, animals. So like one of them's a platypus, one of them's a rhino, I think. Um, but if you're looking for an, an easy a thousand achievement points or or trophies or whatever, this is your game because it's literally like thirty minutes. You can get every one of them. Decide to look up all the stuff they've published, and like I know two of the games that are on there, but they are not published by them on PC. It's only like on consoles. But holy, sh- I don't know how I've never heard of these people before. Yeah, I've played a ton of their games. Oh my god. Uh, also, the the main villain in this game's name is Crackman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I picked up Soma on the Xbox because it was on sale for $5. Um, Do you like I that never... type of game? I liked Soma. Oh, that's right. You were playing that with Drew. That's how I know yeah. that game at all. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I don't normally like those games. Like, I didn't get into Amnesia. I got the Amnesia collection on Xbox, and I just couldn't get into it. But Amnesia is too. Mm, how do I put it? Because I like it. Uh, well, I like the one. I, I've never played the uh, Machine for Pigs, um, which isn't really the same, anyways. Because made by um, the people that did Dear Esther, so it's a little bit more of a straight up story. But like. I like Amnesia because it's janky, like their previous games, Penumbra. Mm-hmm. Penumbra is very janky, and I think a scarier game. Um, but uh, Soma got rid of all that jank. Yeah, like, you don't have to close door. You don't have to close doors like by moving the mouse or, or whatever. That was the big thing in the original, like um, Penumbra and uh, Amnesia. Is like everything you did, you had to sort of mime out. So if you need to swing a pickaxe, you had to like hold your mouse and slide it across the screen. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked Soma. I don't know why I bought it. I've already played through most of it, but then again, I never finished it. So maybe I'll finish it now. I don't. I don't know. It's an interesting game. Uh, and this morning, I saw that you all heard about Mortal Shell, the next Dark Souls game. 
I swear, I know because uh, there's a thousand different next Dark Souls games that I just I just can't keep up. It's not my type of game, so I just don't bother. Well, I guess there was a beta that went up on the Epic Game Store this morning, so I downloaded it. Yep, that's Dark Souls. Cool. Yeah, I deleted it immediately. I was like, yep, good. First enemy fucked me up. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to play this. But that's there if you want to go play it. Um, And then, yeah, the game I played most this week, I can't give you anything except a title screen screenshot. I do do want to talk about, uh, I haven't played it, but Jay mentioned it last week. Yuppie Psycho. I own it now because I've subscribed to um, uh, Humble Choice, and that is in the current month of Humble Choice. Yeah, be psycho. So uh, right after you mentioned, I added my Steam wish list, and I was like, oh, I'll maybe pick that up before the sale ends. And then it was like, oh shit, I don't have to. Okay. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. There's games everywhere. I I can't I can't keep up with all these games. There's too many video games. Speaking of, there's a lot of video games coming out this week. <clears throat> We've got. Overcooked 2, Sun's Out, Bun's Out. That's out today, of all days. Uh, F1 2020, Deluxe Schumacher Edition. NASCAR Heat 5, Gold Edition. Outward, the Sororo Beans. Spirit of the North. Superliminal. Uh, Crosscode. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Budget Cuts. F1 2020, the non-Schumacher edition. NASCAR Heat 5, the non-gold edition. I uh, meant to uh, unmute myself there. Uh, Budget Cuts is finally coming to PS4. Thank God. I've wanted to play that for a while. And it's been so lonely. There you go. Uh, Sword Art Online. Alicization Lachorus? That's a word. Uh, and the Great Perhaps. Okay. Uh, on Xbox, a lot of the same stuff, plus Sisters Royale, Five Sisters Under Fire. Okay. Uh, and then on Switch this week, we have Gertie. Uh, Catherine Full Body, Demons Rise, War for the Deep, Elden, Path of the Forgotten, Laron, Quiet Love Letter from Thief X, Quiet Mansion 2, Robozaro, Troubled Days, Creepy Tale, and finally, Deadly Premonition 2, Blessing in Disguise. <laughs> I, that tweet where somebody says it struggles to run at 20 frames per second. And it's just a gif of a guy going, yeah! <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's exactly... Like, oh, God. I don't want that game to be a janky mess. I want it to be weird. Well, it's going to be a janky start, mess. Well, clearly, if it's struggling to run at 20 frames per second... I saw Sweary responded to that, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. I swore... I gotta look this up now because I remember somebody retweeting it. Oh god, I went to Twitch, not Twitter. 
Oops. God. Oh God. Stay away from it. Uh, there he is Hidetaki Swery. Uh, I swore he rep- replied to this and like quote tweeted it. Man, I saw somebody retweet it. I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's just. It was, yeah, it, it's gonna be janky, dude. Like, come uh, on. so so. Hey, frame rate trolls, come on, join here. Deadly premonition will be available on the tenth of July. And then somebody wrote, "It's a feature, not a bug." And then his response was, "You know what deadly premonition is?" Oh <laughs> uh, no! The only game he's done that runs okay is Spy Fiction. I think it's his best game still. Even though I like Deadly Premonition, I wouldn't know. Spy Fiction's a really good Metal Gear, cl- Metal Gear Solid clone. Um, I. So this if I was is gonna a... pick if I was gonna pick a name for the store brand Metal Gear Solid clone, Spy Fiction is exactly what I would pick. It's it's a really good. So it, first of all, it does the third person camera. I think before, um, like the the sort of over the shoulder third person camera before uh, Snake Eater did it. But it comes with like you have the octo camo sort of stuff you have in four, but it makes you fully invisible as long as you're like up against a wall in uh, spy fiction. But what was really neat is it also has the face changer from mission impossible. Like it takes a bunch of cues from mission impossible and just goes way over the top immediately. Um, yeah. I, I like that game a lot. I think it's better than deadly premonition and runs better too. Um, but uh, I'd really like deadly premonition Two to not be stuck on the switch. That'd be really nice. But I mean, why would, why would he put it anywhere else? The Switch is the console of a new generation. All right, moving And it's on. the choice of a new generation. <laughs> oh, so July is going to be a big month. I don't know if you know this, but there's going to be a big Xbox event. Uh, current rumors, because Microsoft is still not given a date, is that this event is happening on July 23rd, which now makes more sense because they announced what they're calling the Summer of Gaming Play Fest. I don't remember exactly what it's called. But during the week of July 21st through July 27th, you will be able to download and play unfinished versions of indie games, kind of like E3 floor demos during that week. I believe they said anywhere from 60 to 100 different games will be available to pl- to be played. Uh, very similar to what Steam just did for the Steam yeah, Summer. I was about to say. Uh, yeah. I, that's awesome. Good. Yep. I, I really think that was smart. Like, I, I play, because I, I looked at stuff and was like, ah, it's a free demo, I'll try it. Um, I played stuff and found stuff I really want to play when they fully release, so it's on my wish list. Yep. Xbox is doing that, uh, like I said, between the 21st and 27th. Uh, the rumor is that the big event showcasing all the new games is on the 23rd. Um, I think it's going to be a big month for Xbox. I think there's going to be a lot of things happening this month, and they kind of need it because Sony's been stealing all the thunder lately. Uh, speaking of Sony, there is a rumor floating around about Sony looking into purchase of Warframe and Gear Tactics' parent company, uh, which would be 
it's a Chinese company, but I know they also hold um, Splash Damage. Is probably the biggest developer in that that bundle that they would get. Sorry, so. they're buying. It's a Chinese frame? company. It's a Chinese company. Um, it's Warframe and Gears Tactics parent company. Um, I'm I'm just looking to. The name is escaping me. Let me click um, on story. Uh, looked up the wrong uh, one. I was looking up Digital Eclipse. I'm, I didn't know Digital Extremes. Digital were... Extremes and Splash Damage. Uh, the company's called Layu Technologies Holdings. I did not know that they were bought out at any point in time. Well, it's uh, they're reportedly considering a bid on the parent company. So if that's okay, the case, I then... Have to, I have to read this out because <laughs> just on October 14th, 2014, Sumpo Food Holdings Limited acquired a majority share of Digital Extremes with Perfect World Co. acquiring minority shares. I'm sorry, I just was not expecting to read Sumpo Food Holdings. I mean, why not? PlayStation Plus is 10 years old. Crazy. Uh, To celebrate it, Sony gave away a free theme, and they added an extra game to the monthly games. You're going to get NBA 2K20. That's a hot hot one. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the, the super stupid edition. And the free game that they're giving extra is Erica. So you get three games this month, plus a theme that you won't use. Remember when you used to get six games or whatever? It was four, wasn't it? Wasn't it two PS3, two Vita? Well, it was two PS3, two Vita, and then they added two PS4s. Yeah, but didn't they take away the Vita then? Because like they gave oh, away all the Vita games because oh. there was only like twelve. There were six for a while. And then sometimes you'd get sometimes you'd get like PS4 games if you got the Vita version because like they didn't just give you the Vita version because it was crossplay. So yeah, it's a weird time. I mean, you get you still get two. You should just shut up and be happy. I get none. I don't pay for Plus anymore. I know a lot of people let their Plus lapse. Fortnite is leaving early access, but the Save the World version of the game, you know, that still exists, right? Uh, will yep. not be will not be free. You're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah, we already not... bought it a while back. So and I was gonna say that that's it. putting a lot of faith in the game that nobody plays a Fortnite. Yeah, and they're not yeah. supporting it anymore either. They're like, yeah, it's, you're still gonna have to buy it. Like, okay, but you're <laughs> not. But they're like, yeah, we're gonna dial it back a bit too. So I'm like, why would you buy this? It's never gonna really change because they're clearly putting all their effort into the stuff that makes them money. Well, do you remember when that's what Fortnite was? Yes, and yep. they released disc copies and then, or whatever, and those copies were going for a lot once uh, um, the uh, Battle Royale came out because people were like, oh my god, I want a disc copy of a game that's free to da- download. I don't. Remember, uh, remember when we made fun of Fortnite for stealing the Battle Royale concept and beating, yeah. like jumping the market? They were just capitalizing on the popularity of PUBG. Yep. I don't think I was on then. <laughs> and we kind of joked about the fact that it was just, you know, kind of jumping the market on PUBG and how funny it was. And now look at it. Yeah. Well, PUBG decided not to update as much, and that's their own fault. Well, and I just think the general art style of Fortnite was much more appealing to the target demographic than PUBG. 
yeah, yeah the art style, the art, well, that too, but the art style of PUBG being what we bought off of the Epic Store or the Unreal Store. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just, it, and that's, I'm not shitting on it because I know it's easier to buy pre made assets and like a lot of studios do it, but like, it is like sometimes so jarring to see some stuff. They're like, here's the map, and you're like, well, I can tell you every part of that you bought it, of this. Such a weird. Man, the world has changed a lot since that game came out. I remember playing True. the Save the World portion of it and being like, this is kind of neat, but this will never take off. Now here we are. Here we are. Capcom is insisting that Resident Evil Village is definitely not Resident Evil 8. What? <laughs> Didn't they specifically point out the Roman numeral eight in the? Uh, but look yeah, at it. Look at yeah. it again. There's a dot between. Mmm, it's seven point one. Somebody oh, was making that joke. Somebody was making that joke earlier. I saw it and I was like, okay. That's... Shut the fuck! Shut the front door. This is stupid. Like for real. This 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 is so dumb. So dumb. It needs to stop. Yeah. Uh holy shit. Uh they canceled Evo. And <laughs> not for the coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's ever coming back as Evo. Ooh. Ooh that might be man. a full rebrand. It was it was a week for people so Evo, like, there's a lot going on in the industry and, and across a lot of different industries right now of people coming out about sexual abuse. Um, and one of the co-founders of Evo, they came out against him. And NetherRealm pulled out, Capcom pulled out, um, another company pulled out, and then they just canceled Evo. Oh, a bunch of a bunch of actual competitors pulled out, too. Yeah, the competitors pulled out, the companies um, pulled out. A and bunch then of they Smash just... Brothers players have been accused of stuff. A bunch of Smash Brothers oh, players. Like, a ton of them have uh... been... Like, I'm starting to wonder if it would be easier to keep a list of the people in the industry that are not piles of shit. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you guys have seen a very, very similar... Um very similar thing is happening right now, specifically in the, it started in the English, the UK, um, professional wrestling scene. Isn't there a uh, wrestling scene that got, that like completely shut its doors because of this? Well, there were a couple that at least, um, temporarily have shut down. A lot of them were already shut down because of the coronavirus stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there have been a ton of, um, folks implicated in that scene and then it kind of it kind of made its way into america too after it sort of started out in the uk so um multiple uh multiple industries kind of having a, a reckoning right now that probably should have happened a long time ago i mean there's reckonings everywhere i don't know if you keep up with sports at all but um the washington redskins are being forced to change their name yep another thing uh, that should have happened a long time ago don't at me th- yeah, the the Cleveland Indians also released a statement. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, is it is it them that's? They have the the, the the Wahoo Joe. I think is the is that what the name? Ryan, you would know. Yeah, Chief. No, Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, that needs to go. That's been that's been needing to go for a long time. Again, that's another. Th- yeah, like I said, that should have been gone a long time ago. 
Yeah. It's 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 great. It's awesome. Uh, it it's also scary because the Redskins didn't even consider it until FedEx stepped in. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you what um, you know. Public pressure, a lot of times, unfortunately, is not enough. It takes um, it takes a pocketbook for people to actually uh, do something that is um, uh, actually something they should have done a long time ago. PlayStation suspending ads on Facebook. Microsoft is too. I mean, for um, for uh, uh, Cleveland for the Indians, um, it's it's uh, they they originally the original baseball team in Cleveland in the late 1800s was the Cleveland Spiders, which is I think unquestionably a better name than the Cleveland Indians anyway. And a cooler name, yeah. yeah. You can do some cool shit with that. Um, Ubisoft had that big issue, too. Like, like I said, it's, it's almost like it would be easier to find the people that aren't. It's crazy. But like, well, yeah, I mean, once once, once a little bit of water gets through the floodgates, the whole thing's open, which is and, sometimes that's all it takes. Which and is, rightfully yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Right, like I don't like, think we've seen the last of it. I think this is going to continue for the next God knows how long. Agreed. Yep, agreed. Yeah. I mean, it took it took what three weeks, two weeks into this to to to, to cancel Evo. Like, I mean, what's going to happen this week? You know. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, we'll save this last, um, but I want to move over. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is launching on PC in August. With many enhancements, this this spawned a different kind of fanboy war, which I found absolutely hilarious on Twitter. So the Xbox guys were like, "Ha ha, your games are on PC too, just like ours." Ha ha ha, and the Sony guys were like, "Yeah, but we do it three years later because it don't matter." And I'm just like, "Shut the fuck up! Why are either of you even bringing this up? If if your comment is our game there." <laughs> If your comment is not cool, more people get to play Horizon Zero Dawn, then shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only comment about this story. Jesus Christ. Uh, Drake Hollow, uh, the next game from the Flame and the Flood devs, has been delayed. It was actually supposed to be out this week, I believe. Uh, Trying to see if there's anything else before I jump onto this. Because I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about in this other story. I think we might be good. So let's talk about game prices. I knew this was coming. Well, I mean, it's a big story this week. Yep. Um, so the first next-gen game has gone up for pre-order with a price. And that is NBA 2K, was it 2K21? I guess it would be. On PS4 and Xbox One, that game is $59.99. On PS5 and Series X, that game is $69.99. So does that mean next-gen games are going to be $69.99? Maybe. I mean, we've been talking about this coming for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have. I've seen a lot of... um... Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying over the last couple days since that came out that you know there's there's really 
been a lot of people on both sides. There's folks that say, um, you know, it's, it's crazy that they would raise the prices of these. And then there's people that say um, it's way overdue for them to raise the prices of games because they've been $60 forever. The reality of the situation is the the gaming industry probably needs to be more like just about every other industry and um, price to a net income target. So if your game costs more to develop, then you probably need to price it more uh, higher to make the same profit margin. Um, if your game costs less to develop, you don't have to price it as much. Now, I know I re- realize saying that is, you know, it, it it's not that simple, but I, I don't agree that every game needs to be $70, but I do agree that there are some that are probably worth that. I mean, to so, think back, but, but the especially in the N64 generation, um, there were tons of games that had varied prices. Some games $120. were... $120. Yeah, some games were... Well, for you, maybe. Yeah. Um, some games were, you know, 40 Some games were 80 You know, it just it depended on the, the game and whether the market would bear that cost. I, I think part of that, though, and it's easier to kind of, you know, take that and, and or... Like, shit, I still have a bunch of Sega Master System games that my dad bought, and the stickers are on some of them still, and they're not cheap. Um, but, like, some of it is uh, when you bought a cartridge, there was physical components. So it's a little bit easier in hindsight to be like, ah, well, you know, there was a lot of physical labor that had to go into making it well. And now it's... Well, we had a, we had fourteen people working on grass alone. Okay, great, but that's not going to make the game any more fun. And over the PS3 generation, I found that like we had just this. Yours would have been sixty. Here, it's always been kind of weird, but like over this last PS4 generation and late PS3, with um, Nordic and then being THQ Nordic, we saw games release at different prices again. We got those B tier games back. And, and and like I think they opened the doors for a lot of studios to be that B tier game and stuff like Limited Run, which allows I know physical versions of digital games, but like they opened the market to be a little bit more different with their pricing as well. And it, it just for a long time it just wasn't there. Um, it sucks for me in Canada because if this is the price increase and I've seen like games are going to be eighty four ninety nine here and after tax that's over a hundred bucks. Um, yeah, I mean that's an easy way to price me out. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter what the new console costs. This uh, so I saw a lot of people bring up this point as well. This makes Game Pass even more. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just just wow, like. If Halo Five, or I'm sorry, Halo Infinite is sixty nine ninety nine, or you can buy a year of Game Pass for what is it, one hundred twenty bucks? Is that's the price on it, right? It's like, what is Game Pass? It's fifteen bucks a month. It depends on which one you have. Like the ultimate, I think, is fifteen. Yeah. Okay, and that gets you Xbox Live Gold and PC yeah. and console Game Pass. Okay, yeah. So let's just say the top tier version is $120 a year. Now that is cheaper than buying two games throughout the year. Yeah. Two games. So we've known it's been coming. 
it's it's a bad time to do it, but it was gonna happen. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. NBA is the first one. I think if we see titles like Halo and this also makes me wonder what happens to games like Spider Man. So like that Miles yeah. Morales game, what's that gonna be now? Is it gonna be fifty instead of forty? Yeah, I think it um I, I, w- I would doubt it. I I, no, I should say, I, I would doubt that it'll be um that much cheaper just because of what it is. And like I, I think they're gonna count on that being one of the games that people want to attach with the PS5. And so I think they'll try and get as much money out of that as they possibly think they can. I think that'll be the tentpole title for the PS5. My personal. 100% at launch, now, based on what they've said so far. Yep. Here's my conspiracy theory. Um, so get your tinfoil hats on, I suppose. With the PS5 offering a digital-only version, I know that a lot of people are digital-only right now anyways, and the prices of games increasing, my only my only fear is that we stop seeing any sort of ability to compete because like as soon as as soon as use game market is gone right potentially then why would you need to put stuff on sale buy my game right like if you want to play this game and we're the only people that will sell it to you like we can do this stuff without you know like pc market will always be whatever because it's kind of its own thing anyways because there is no used market like I can tell you right now, I'm sure a big portion of the fact that PS4 or PlayStation and Xbox sell stuff for like next to nothing at times because there is a used market that exists. So like Doom 2016 needs to sell, like if you want to make money off of it digitally, you have to sell for less than the used copies that sit on the shelf go for, right? Because then you're not sharing any of the profits and stuff. And I, I just, I worry about that disappearing uh, and especially now that games are going to go up in price, like, will we stop seeing discounts on games as well? I don't know. I, I don't think so, and it, and it's because there's just too many games. Like, there's too many games uh-huh. buying for your dollar. So here's a good example. So I booted up my Switch this weekend, and there's a couple games that I kind of wanted to check. I didn't know how much they cost. I, I'd been thinking about purchasing them. Uh, one of them was Sunset Riders. One of them was... Um, Star Wars Episode One Racer. These are just things that I I knew they were relatively new, and I was curious how much they were. I went to the new releases section of the Switch. I had to scroll down like 20 times before I got to Star Wars Episode One Racer, and that game is barely a week old. There's just too many games. Like if you're not if you're not putting stuff up front and center at a cheap price, a lot of times your game's just going to get lost in these stores. Because let's be fair. All three of these stores suck. Agreed. So, yeah. if your game's not front and center for a sale, nobody sees your game. Because I'll tell you this, being an Xbox person, you know where the first place I go every Tuesday is on my Xbox? To the deals tab. Yeah, yep. that's what I do on my phone. Yeah. I go look at what's on sale. Also, because they update I... at a reasonable time, unlike the PlayStation Store, which updates like at... Um... California time. Yeah. So it's like 
fucking one PM. Great. Yeah, a, a lot of games a lot of games that I actually purchase are in a deals tab because I need to know and let's be fair, they really need to like start separating deals tabs because in the Xbox store it always just says ninety nine plus. I'm like, I don't it'll take me an hour to go through all these games. So I don't think sales, I don't think digital sales are going to go away like that. I get the concern, but I'm going to be real honest with you. I couldn't tell you the last time I went into a GameStop looking at used games. I know. Then again, I don't, I don't buy discs anymore. So Right. That's the thing, right? So like, I, I just, I wonder about that stuff because as soon as you have sort of full control over the market, right? Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I know that's like, I should admit I'm a little buzzed again. Um, so, you know, thoughts are just coming to me, but it's just, it has been something I've been thinking about because again, like right now I can go to PlayStation and a game, maybe I was looking at for 40 bucks new physically from somewhere is still $80 on PlayStation store. Like, yeah. Because games are seventy nine ninety nine here, right? Now. And so some of them, not all of them, but most of them are. New bigger releases or more obscure releases that are like for weebs, including myself. <laughs> for weebs. Hey, look, Knights of Azure Two is yeah. Is that dope. game is definitely a weeb game. I remember exactly. that game, and I was looking at it, so I can't. <laughs> he was really searching for more Sinran Kagura games. That's what you're really looking for. No, honestly, I never have looked at those games. I mean, like that sounds like something I should play. That's uh, oh. I remember you telling me about like playing that and feeling awkward the entire time. I'm like, I, you want you want to you want to watch a fun video? There's a there's an actual video of me and Drew playing that game together, and just his reaction to just about everything that happens in that game is just perfect. It just <laughs> no, I don't give a shit if they're not real. Like underage stuff, creepy. No, I'm good. No, yeah. All of that stuff is creepy. The industry is creepy, man. It's just... If you're not making games like that, you're probably doing it in real life, and it's just... Ugh. Grosses me out. Yeah, I don't know. I think... And this goes back to... Like like I said about Game Pass being such a, an attractive offer now, if these game prices go up, it makes it even more attractive... And it also gives Microsoft that thing of like, hey, we nailed this. We knew this was coming. We put Game Pass into place and got so many people interested in it. And now when I tell you Call of Duty, whatever, this year's version is going to be $69.99 or $119.99 for the special edition, our service looks all the more better. So I would I would not be shocked to see Sony like at some point within the next couple of years, try to really make PlayStation now the same kind of service that we're seeing on, on game pass. Especially if Microsoft jumps out and, you know, is, is, a, is more competitive than they have been this generation. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think that's all the news I got, which really depresses me because we don't have an email and we don't have any tweets. <laughs> all right, well, uh, 
I legitimately don't think I have anything else. Um, there should be stuff to talk about this month. Uh, obviously, not next week, but the week after we'll be talking about Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I'm assuming there will be some more news, especially with the Xbox event on its way. Uh, we kind of got to feel like pre-orders for these new consoles are going to pop up in August, right? I, yeah. At this point, I have no idea. I mean, so did did anybody read the rumors that the original plan for Xbox was to launch the Series X in September? No, I didn't. No, see that. I did not. Yeah, that was a, that was the original plan before COVID was to launch the Series X in September and then the Series S in November. So just remind me that, what the difference between the two is. So the Series X is the big bad boy. Uh, the Series S hasn't even been announced yet. Uh, but it's it's one of those worst kept secrets in the industry. Basically, the Series S is the best way to describe it is the Series X is the 4K machine, and the Series S is the 1080p machine. It's a re repackaged Xbox One X. <laughs> well, it has the CPU from the Series X in it, though. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 not going to be able to handle those. It, it will handle the it's games. It's a shitty joke. Like, I'm a little buzzed. All right. Okay. It's it'll handle the games that are on the Series X, just not at 4K. If that makes think of it like, you know how video cards have the big boy and then the the little boy, the one that runs the 1080p games yeah. and the one that runs the 4K games. That's what the difference is. I buy the gotcha. 1080p boy. I, I would not. I have a 4K TV. My ass uh, is buying uh, my the big PC, boy. I mean. I'd buy the 4K one this time because I have a 4K television, but my PC, I, I only use 1080p monitors, so it's no point of buying the 4K card. Yeah. Also, yeah, I'm excited. Oh. If you're going to spend the money, I, I say as someone who has 4K televisions, um, <laughs> I feel like if I'm going to spend the money, I would spend it on the uh, the bigger bigger version. Well, the thing the thing is with so here's here's what I have heard. Microsoft's plan is to release the big boy. Let's say it's five hundred dollars. Their goal is with the little the little boy that it's half the price. Yeah, well, they could sell me on that 1080p real good. If it's I was gonna say for two hundred fifty dollars to <sighs> buy a console that'll play the next gen games. Granted, only at 1080p. Uh. 1080p's never looked nicer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the price. Because up here, it's still going to be like 500 bucks. For 500 bucks or 1,000 bucks, it's like, oh, well, you know, one of those things. Um, I don't know. I just yeah. I just want to know when these things are coming out. I want to pre-order one. I've started buying like games that are on both consoles on Xbox primarily. Just because I know they'll work on the next console. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless I'm really engaged with the series on PS4, there's zero reason why. Like, I I picked up the uh, Crash trilogy, so I've been looking at the new one, and I'm like, ah, that kind of looks good. I should probably go play the originals though that I wasn't like into when I was a kid. And so I did, and I picked it up on Xbox because I was like, yeah, you know what? With the um new consoles coming out, like I'd rather be able to just plug it in and play. So. That is a hundred percent why I'm buying. Series X because I've invested in the Xbox ecosystem and I know everything is going to fucking work. 
I just literally turn it on and put in my account, and I have 2,000 games to play. I can't wait to see it run Deadly Premonition at a whole frame higher than... (laughs) 16 frames per second, boys! It's coming! Oh, Lord. Well, Anthony, you just tweeted... I I don't see that in my Twitter feed, but I'll read it anyway. That's weird. I I didn't tweet shit. I took a a screenshot of it, because I do a... That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Uh, Big Papa, I don't know why you're not showing up in my notification feed says, um, why is it generally accepted that talking about what happens at the beginning of a game slash film does not count as a spoiler? Uh, I tried to skip the trailers about Last of Us 2 and got the beginning of the game completely spoiled for me prior to playing. It's okay, though, as it was in the first hour. I'm assuming he's talking Uh... about a specific event that I know what he's referring to. In that case, yeah, that sucks. Um, In this scenario, for sure. Um... But my my response to it is is that sometimes you can't, especially with The Last of Us, which, again, clearly puts the narrative before anything else. How do you talk about something critically when you're not allowed to talk about any of it? I can't talk about whether I, the statement of this is good doesn't really suffice. On most cases, you have to kind of explain why. Um, I can't like I didn't just say, like, I really like Unravel 2. It's good. I had to explain why I thought it was playing. Um, and that's with all of my reviews. Um, and why, when we talk about the games on this show, we talk about them in a way that explains, you know, how we got to the way we feel. Um, so it's hard to do that sometimes with video games. So when it's in the first hour or two of a 60, 40 to 60 hour experience, like, that's not going to be too much of a spoiler in comparison to something that you have to work 60 hours to see. I'm not trying to justify it. I, I It sucks, but I, like at some point, like where do we draw the line on being able to... Like, there's still people, they'll say, ah, don't spoil that for me. Well, that thing's three years old. If At this point, if you haven't played it, I don't know what to tell you, but there's going to be new stuff that you want to play as well. Like, it, it, it's... We're constantly inundated with media you can't just keep you can't just keep going spoilers 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 eventually you have to talk about it or you'll just never talk about it yeah i think i think the rule generally should be if um it it doesn't really matter i don't think if it's in the beginning of the game or near the end of the game if it's a major surprise um i you shouldn't spoil it even if it is in the first hour of the game yeah uh, there i definitely could that was one of the hardest things about writing the last of us Two review is a lot of the issues that I have with that game involve things I wasn't allowed to talk about. So you basically have to skirt around it saying like, well, there's this one part I didn't care too much for. Why? Well, because stuff. And yeah. And, and that see, like that's a really shitty argument, right? Like, Oh, so you just didn't like it then. Like, I don't know, do you want me, like, people, we talked about this, what, two weeks ago when it was just me and you, Ken? Uh, I talked about, um, and I spoiled because I don't give a shit anymore, because it's two years old at this point, Um, uh, A Way Out. And people disagreed with my review of it being a six. Well, I can't tell you why it's a six, because I can't talk about the story or I'm spoiling the game. Well, that's clearly what they want to focus on. So I can't focus on the thing that they put the effort into. How the fuck am I supposed to review that? I, I, seriously, like, what 
am I supposed to say? It doesn't sound me make me sound like a mouth breather. Like it's just Imagine not being able to talk about half of a game. Yeah, I totally that understand. Was the, that was the Last of Us reviews. Where there was half of a game we couldn't talk about. I've heard that. Uh, well, I mean, Ken, you might be able to speak to this. Did you have to not do? Didn't you have to do that for Metal Gear Solid Two? Oh God, did we review Metal Gear Solid? 2? I don't know. I just remember hearing like nightmare stories of reviewing that they could not talk about that scenario. That's more than seventy-five percent of the game. I think that I don't. I I don't think I was doing like big game reviews when okay. that game came out. Cause I, uh, guys on player one podcast, I think we're talking about it once. And if I recall correctly, which I might not, cause I have had, I've had a drink in me, but um, it, I'm pretty sure they said they couldn't talk about the fact that, uh, uh, Ryan was play playable. Yeah. Spoiler. But imagine like not being able to talk about <laughs> that. And, and Ron... Spoiler made from a game from the 90s. <laughs> it's 2000s, early 2000s. Sorry, 2000s. It's still, but still, it's still, 20 it's 19, years old. 19, yeah, I think it's 19 years old. I think it came out in 2001. Oh, no spoiler me on that. But like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, how do you, how do you talk about something like that? And if you like, imagine, imagine writing a review of Metal Gear Solid 2, not liking that fact writing a review and, and kind of giving it a poor score and people would just, and that's before the internet was big. Right. So like nowadays people eviscerate you without being able to see what you're talking about. Like, and, and, and people are so toxic. Like I, I complained about the last of us too. Ken, you had your issues as well. Um, but like people are now threatening death to the actress that played Abby what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? And so, like, you write a review, like, you can get that same treatment. And again, no, no creative control over the scenario. You're just responding to something. And because you can't fully explain yourself because of an embargo, you know, it's just fucked up. Like, I, I totally understand not spoiling stuff for people. But at the same time, like, how do you talk about certain things without mentioning it? Like, it's kind of the elephant in the room, and everybody just has to be like, I don't see anything. Yeah. That's that's the world of, of media. But it's imagine, it's... imagine the guy that would spoil a Star Wars movie the weekend it came out. <laughs> I, yeah, I, mean, I haven't I could... seen that movie, so... I, I still know. I, 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 nothing. I'm not saying... I, 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 thought talking, I thought you were talking um, the original Star Wars. Oh, God, no. You couldn't spoil that. You'd have to yell, like, down the road or something. Yeah. Um. I, well, that that was the thing with the Harry Potter. <laughs> and it's not funny, but it's kind of funny watching guys drive by people with, pick up their copies at midnight, and them yelling out the page number <laughs> of where Dumbledore dies. <laughs> it's, it's not funny at all. It's it's just it's just how fucking absurd. <laughs> The scenario that is never responsible. That's not funny at all. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not funny that those people had that ruined for them. Oh, but the shit. absurdity of the lengths of how to spoil it for people had to be at the time where you'd have to specifically go out at night to yell that out a car window. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Uh, people. People are weird, man. People are weird. Yeah, I'm I'm someone who's super sensitive to spoilers, so it almost never feels like too much care goes into protecting them. 
Um, but I do understand that people don't just want to not talk about something forever. Oh yeah, I haven't been able to have like a yelling, shouting match about Last of Us Two yet, but that's I, probably past I still want to talk. About, I still want to talk about Death Stranding. That's a, a yeah, Oof. and but like Death Stranding, I, I at least I at least understand why I don't want. Like I, I gave myself like a knowing that it was coming to PC. I've held on even more because I'm like that is a new market. Like it was stuck to one console and it wasn't two years after the fact. Right. Like, sorry if spoilers happen about, um, uh, horizon zero dawn, like that game's what three or four years old now. Uh, like, I'm still going to leave that one. I, no, I'm not going to. I'm purposely now that this, this is coming out and like has been officially confirmed for a date and all that stuff. It, it, I will avoid that. Um, and not that uh, we, we had that talk on a different podcast anyways, but like, Death Stranding kind of knew that was happening shortly after the fact. So um, knowing that, I've been keeping my mouth shut. But there's moments in there that I want to talk about just because I like them. Not even not even because I have actual criticism of them, but because I think they were really well done. But I can't do that because, you know, that game is going to be opened up to a larger group of people. You know, it, I'm not spoiler sensitive. I don't want to be the person that ruins something for someone, mind you, either. I I know I'm sure I have and stuff, but um, it it just it does suck when people go no spoilers, no spoilers. Well, so I can't talk about this at all, huh? Like, how about this? You remove yourself from the situation as much as possible, and not try to hinder everybody else's discussion of it. Now, I do think people that have discussions about it should try harder to keep that under wraps as well. Like, have those conversations that you want in private. Maybe don't go on Twitter and share fucking screenshots from your PS4. Especially when you've had the game earlier than everybody else. Devil May Cry 5 guy that I blocked on Twitter back when I had an account. He, who fucking spoiled the um, the weapon. Ken? The hat. The hat. Yeah. Spoiled that, and I was like, son of a bitch. Like, dude, this game hasn't been out even 24 hours yet. Officially. You know, like... Oh, people know it... people spoiled the shit out of The Last of Us before it even came out. Well, yeah, leaks happened there. Yeah. But, like, even that, like, I didn't talk about that. I, I you know, I want to... F- you know, I try to do it in the vaguest terms possible when we talked about it. Like, it's just, it sucks though. Like, when you want to talk about something and then people say you can't, I think it also helps, you know, people, it makes more people want to talk about it even more. You know Rosebud is a sled. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I, I, it, it, you know, it, I heard what you said, but it didn't fully register <laughs> right away. Uh, the original spoiler, son. The original spoiler. Well, I was thinking the bigger spoiler when you said Star Wars was, uh, no, I am your father. Like, oh shit. That was, that was pretty big. That was, pretty, I remember that. And, and, and like, that. The, that's where I understand spoilers. Like I wouldn't want that part spoiled for me, but I am also the person that sometimes needs that push of like, oh, that happens. Oh, I have to. Like, I don't I know. Think best, I think the best thing about that story is that even the actors didn't know because that's not what they said on set. Yeah, I think what Hamill knew. Hamill and it. like Lucas knew, and then like James even Earl the Jones. the voice actor didn't know. They had to dub it well, in later. James Earl Jones knew, but the guy that's in the Vader suit didn't. He, he had no idea. Yeah, 
Like that's that's the that's like ultimate right there. That's pretty good. Yeah, and like, like I again, spoiler suck. I totally understand that, but at the same time, like when we're talking about a sixty-hour experience, and and Ryan's right, a key moment shouldn't be spoiled, um, because I know what this person's probably referring to. Um, but at the same time, like sometimes stuff needs to be talked about. I think like how again I mentioned them before, uh, Player One podcast. Those guys have been talking about Last of Us, but. They save it for the end of the show. They do all the other parts of their episode as normal. And then they clearly point out, they're like, hey, we're going into spoilers. You may want to check out if this is not your thing. Smart. Hey, spoiler alert. I finally watched Batman versus the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and? That, thing was, that thing was great. I didn't even know something like that existed. Yeah, it's an yep. animated movie. It's incredible. Wow. It's really good. You can't go wrong with most of the animated stuff, except for Batman Ninja. Batman Ninja is bad, and it shouldn't be. And it looks so good. Yeah, like, the visual of it is so amazing, but then, like, you watch it, and it's like, God, this is bad. And I think Gotham by Gaslight is the only other one that I don't watch. I, yeah, I didn't care much for that That's one either. A boring, slow-ass fucking video. But man, Batman versus the Ninja Turtles is really fucking good. If you ain't seen it, you should watch it. That's my spoiler for the week. I don't think I have anything else. I still don't. Me neither. This is a short episode. That's okay, though. That's fine. We have short episodes. I'm sure. I mean, we had like a three hour episode like a week and a half ago. So, yeah, it was that. Um, it'd be nice if you did tweet at us. We're at M4G podcast on the Twitter. Uh, I'm sure I will see like five of them after the show's over. Saying, I hope I got my tweet in. Well, I just guess what? checked. You, I just checked. Didn't. There's none, so I think we're still good. Um, you want to shoot us an email? It's podcasts at ztgd.com. That is still a thing. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at ztgd. Ryan is at wombatrp, and the site is at ztgd content. Um, I think Drew's on vacation from Phoenix down. But they're still on blood. I think, and wine. I, think, I think next week he's going back to it. He just didn't have time this week. It's still blood and wine, right? Yeah, I'm pretty. Again, I don't think they're getting out of there anytime soon. No, that's a that's a meaty little game. It's a meaty little expansion. It's, it's girthy, yeah. <laughs> it's hard uh, to swallow. Oh, stop! God. Uh, <sighs> I don't think anybody has anything else. That's the end of the show. Nothing. Nothing. Going once, going twice. Get the fuck out. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.